Listener Production. Whether it's a smoothie at 7am, French toast at 4pm or a bacon and egg roll at midnight, this is the podcast for you. It's delicious. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. How are the testicles, Matt O'Kine? Wait, 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 what? (laughs) (laughs) Well, happy Monday to you. But I I wanted to check in because both of us got absolutely walloped on the weekend. We got to catch up after the Australian Podcast Awards. Went to our friend's place. He's like, come check out the new house. Opens the door. No warning. A dog flies out, jumps right up, hits me in the groin. I'm like... (laughs) Ooh! And just turn away. <laughs> and with me now protecting myself, went straight for Matt O'Kine, jumps up, gets you as well. And then just worked on both of us as we walk in the house, into yeah. the lounge room, just back and forth like we wear two speed bags. Just me, Alex, like he just kept going. Old Walter, oh my God. Walter the Whippets was uh, whipping it good uh, when it came to our most sensitive areas. Do you know what? It's because Walter's owner's just had a baby, so there's a, there's a one-year-old in the house. I reckon Walter has probably not had much sleep in the last, you know, mm. 12 months mm. and is like, I know how to fix this to make sure there's no more of these babies that come into our house. <laughs> just whacking bags. Well, anyway, um, I hope you had a more successful weekend, whatever you got up to. Thank you very much for joining us here on All Day Breakfast, a massive, massive show. Producer Bron is going to be joining us for some click fish and the big announcement, Matt. There wasn't an awards ceremony late last week. We're going to let you know how it went down. Um, Yeah, ups and downs. Swings and roundabouts. Yeah. There were highlights, there were lowlights. Um, we'll let you know all about it, but we have you to thank for a certain something. So uh, yes. we'll we'll keep you informed. Uh, we've also got a very funny guest on the show, Lucinda Price, is going to be joining us. So you might know Lucinda as Frooms. Can't wait to chat to them. Uh, let's get stuck into it. This is Matt and Alex all day breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Yeah, Matt, what do you think crashed and burned more on the weekend? Was it uh, cryptocurrency? on the markets, or was it your credibility after getting absolutely snubbed by multiple people trying to high-five them as they won <laughs> they won Australian Podcast Awards? Well, and, spoiler alert, we did it. So I was sitting on the aisle seat, okay, yeah. and a couple of winners, I would truly consider my friends, <laughs> all right? Or so I thought. I mean, it was a very, it was a very fun event. It was great to see so many people in the same room. Alex yep. Dice and I hanging out for the first time in a long time. You know, I got to see people like Veronica Milsom for her. You know, she's won a few awards for her mm-hmm. podcast, Zero Waste Baby. Mates of ours like Lewis Hobber, Dan Illich, um, you know, Harley Breen and Susie Yusuf for hosting. It was very Brooke fun. Brooke and Linda stuff. for Dream Club and. I was, I'm a big fan, you know, as a fellow maker of the parent content, I was very <laughs> thrilled to be sitting in front of Maddie J and Laura. Oh, yep. Yeah, so they make some red hot con on Insta. We got to present award. Congratulations to Temporary for taking out Best Current Affairs and um, apologies for getting two clowns to present the award <laughs> for, for you. Are you going to say the joke? Oh, no, we're absolutely <laughs> not putting that on any further. <laughs> That the room it participated. I in. thought it was a funny joke. I thought it would be funny. <laughs> no, we're not putting it in. No, we're not putting it in. No, we're skipping hey, over no, it. No, we're going to talk about this. We're just leaving my apology g- to, to temporary. Okay, no, 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 no. Listen, they ask us to present <laughs> the award for current affairs. Okay, 
We go up. Alex Dyson says, we're here to propose the award for current affairs. I say, Alex Dyson and I both have partners, but we just had sex with each other in the bathroom. That's a pretty current affair. That's, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> like it's a play on the words and, and, yeah. and, and hey, listen to me. Yep. You were the one that said I should use the F word. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said I'm going to go have sex in the bathroom. So like, I'm going to go have, have sex with. Well, that's interesting. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you were like, oh, come on, it's the podcast awards. I reckon you could go a little bit, <laughs> a little bit harder I didn't than that. say that at all. So then I do it. And then after we present our awards, who's bloody the most solemn? Mate, you're up on the balcony, head in your hands going, what have we done? <laughs> We've completely disrespected the awards. I'm like, mate, don't worry. It was a little bit of a miscalculation. It's fine. Yes, we then had to go and announce an award for a podcast which is doing incredible yeah. work exposing the plight of refugees yeah. and their plights throughout this country. Coming to this country. And they don't deserve having mm. two morons like us yeah. come and taint their victory. Who I think weren't taking the awards seriously ever since we were snubbed for Australia's Got Flatulence. <laughs> So anyways, it was an eventful night. A couple of friends I'm there with, a few people win. Mark Fennell. Yep. He wins for his What the British Stole. So yeah, people are cheering and stuff. I see Mark walking down the aisle. Right next to you. I've seen this happen in the Oscars, yep. you know, the Grammys. You know, you see Pharrell lean out to Will I Am, you know, <laughs> and give him a little bit of what's up. Just dap him up. Yeah, yeah so, so I lean out with the arm out, out the aisle completely snubbed. <laughs> like, I honestly thought I might have been invisible. I was like, what is going Am I a real human? Is this the sixth sense? Am I Bruce? Because And you're quite tall, so in the seat, like your presence is felt there. Mate, I could have reached Emrociano on the other aisle and tickled their <laughs> ear. That's how long my arms are. And yet they just bloody completely, Fennell missing me. So I think, okay, that's one from one. Next yep. time I'm going to go a little bit further. So then the sure thing wins, okay? Finance award. This is what happens. Matt O'Kine just got no-fived by four people in a row from the sure thing. Awful stuff. Hashtag Matt no-five. Lap Fan is one of the producers <laughs> of that award, man. I, I went to university with him. I'm Brutal. Four people going past me like my arm was the sort of turnstile at the train station. <laughs> And they tapped their card and a back it went. Just, no touching. Just brushing me with their waist as my arm just flaps about. Absolutely nothing. It wasn't the only group of people who Matt O'Kine was a hankering to get a little bit of time with. We spotted a very serious and shiny-headed gentleman, uh, incredible investigative broadcaster, and I tell you what, Matt was licking his lips. We're sitting across the aisle from Gary Jubilin, Okay. His podcast, I Catch Killers, I've listened to. And the request that I make, Alex Tyson, is that as a friend, you stop me when it's later in the night and drinks have been drunk that I don't corner Gary Jubilin and start trying to solve unsolved crimes with him. Because I've got opinions. Mate, as soon as we got out of the car on the way there, I was like, who's that guy? <gasps> I was like, he would know so much that he can't say on the podcast. I was so ready. I was fully ready, like, come on, come on. Who did it? Yeah. Who, who like, and then I was going to start doing it and I, 
I just realised that that is not, mm. he didn't come to the awards to go to work. But you know? exactly right. So we managed to keep uh, Okine out of that. But uh, the cool award, very end of the night, Listener's Choice Award came up. And I got to tell you, thank you listening so much because Matt Okine and Alex Dyson for All Day Breakfast got into the top 10 of Yay! the Listener's Choice Awards. Then they announced five to one and we weren't in that. But I reckon that we were sixth <laughs> and it was due to the uh, hard work and dedication of your good self. And certainly not us, because we did do a call out for you to vote for us. We didn't run a um, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez sort of campaign, which I think we <laughs> sort no, of need to do next year. It is genuinely fair to say that we were both really, really amazed that we were in the top 10 of that award and that we, Super it, we were stoked. It really, really meant a lot to us. So thank you so much for every single person who took the time out of your day to do it. Particularly as we lost our category. Uh, oh, yeah, that's so the other thing. <laughs> it was good to pop up later on in the, in the listener's choice. Not only did we lose it, you had your head in your hands on the balcony going, <laughs> what have we done? We shouldn't have said that as we were presenting our awards. And then it's like, don't worry, mate, we've still got our award coming up. Let's figure out what are we going to say if we win? <laughs> so we start thinking about all the people that we're going to thank. Producer Bron. Produ well, no, you say what we're going to do. We were going to do um, Marshy and Link, Kelly, yep. you know, audio producers. Yep. We're going to thank M Lodge, yep. um, who does our graphic design. Socials. And all our socials. And we were going to thank Sam Cav, you know, yep. the person who brought us in here, all the team at Listener. Yep. Uh, and, and then we were going to say the and big one. Well, we're going to say our families and partners because during yes. lockdown, they a lot of content came about talking about embarrassing things that happened there. And then we were going to go, and of course, couldn't have done it without Bron, done the big yell, Bron, Bron. Queen B. Yeah. She'd get carried up onto stage through, like the crowd surfed up to the yep. stage. We'd give the award to her. Yeah. To finish it but, off. But what actually happened? Well, we're sort of we're thinking about that. Then we went back down and we're waiting for our award and... I'm like, oh, it's not coming up. And I look at Instagram, beat announced, we lost. <laughs> it was on earlier whilst we were at the back. <laughs> whilst we were trying to figure out what we would say if we win, we were just losing. <laughs> it was the most embarrassing thing. <laughs> oh, that was mate. fine. Up, awards finished up and we went and ate some cold calamari. So that was <laughs> good night all round. <laughs> as dry and rubbery as the rubber chickens we took home. The big old losers that we are. Thank you so much to everyone who listens and thank you to the whole team who makes this show because we couldn't do it without you guys are all legends. Thank you to the Australian Podcast Awards for inviting us because it was very, very lovely to be there, particularly after not seeing anyone for 18 months in Melbourne here. So thank you. The best. <laughs> do you think you'll have kids, Alex Tyson? <laughs> Uh, well, I had a big weekend last weekend of catching up with people who do have kids. <laughs> Present company included. Present company included. Um, the words that they were saying about <laughs> the interactions with their kids <laughs> and the drama surrounding it was not the best advertisement. I mean, if you would, someone was up on advertising the brand new model of a car and they just said, oh, my God, this car is so annoying. <laughs> oh, my God. This car revs its engine all night long. and um, But do you think you should buy one? No. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah, but you should see what the car looks like when it's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, why, why do you ask this time around, Matt? Well, tis the season, my friend. Tis the season. Matt's, this is your fertile season. Are you in heat? Santa Claus is coming to town. 
Mm. Now, as as you start hitting the Agent Sophia, is you start realizing the power that Santa Claus has. You know, at first you feel a little bit guilty, mm. but then it just starts becoming a really great, you know, bargaining tool. Mm. Suddenly, like, no, get in the car right now. If you, look, if you don't get in the car, I don't know if Santa's going to be getting you the, the scooter. <laughs> Right. Oh wow! It's so it's so rude. I'm Old sure that there's some leverage clause. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anyway, then you got to do the photos with Santa. Ah, yes. Now that's become a big thing because they're sitting on Santa's knee. I was telling Dad about it yesterday. Where I'm like, oh, we're going to go get a photo with Santa. He's like, oh yeah, sitting on Santa's knee. It's like, no, nah, mate, 2021. <laughs> yeah. There's awkward. no knees to be touched whatsoever. You got to sit across the other side of the room from Santa. Yeah. You know, pretending to pull a giant bonbon or something. <laughs> Just point, just sitting awkwardly. Yeah. Right? So the whole drama, Belle and I are going through about where to get the photos from because they've all got different sets. And our local shopping centre, the set is not great. And Belle right. wants to go to the fancy one. You mean the, the, the Santa backdrop? <laughs> yeah, the backdrop, the experience, you know. Right. I mean, some, some of these places they've got elves dressed up and mm. magical snow floating down and Mrs. Claus walking around. Mm. And the other one, it's just some bloody tired student with a clipboard and a little <laughs> hat going, yeah, yeah, what's your name? Yeah. Santa's waiting for you, right? So yeah. the debacle turns into, okay, are we going to go to David Jones? Are we going to go to Maya? But, oh, but you know, then Belle's like, oh, I saw Sylvia Jeffries went to Maya. <laughs> Can you message her and see whether the Maya one was worth it? I'm messaging Sylvia. Oh, Sylvia, was Maya good? She's like, yeah, it's great. Make sure you park in the car park so you can walk up. And it's a whole thing. Doesn't make you very jolly. No, yeah. The time we've got is half an hour before Sophia's nap time. So we're skating on thin ice. She's starting to get a little bit cranky and they're waiting for us to go in. So she's running around the toy section of a shop and, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to buy lots of things and you're just having to say no to her. Like, no, we can't take, no, we can't have that. We can't have that. We've got to get in the, get in the train and ride to Santa land. We finally get to Santa land and we sit Sophia down next to her and then she, she doesn't usually talk much to people. I mean, she talks to you on the weekend just quickly, but she's mm. getting better at it. Then she unrips. She, you know, she just, she just like unleashes you know, I want a purple scooter. Oh, I open these boxes every morning. It's an advent calendar sort of thing. She's sort of describing the advent calendar. The photographer is snipping away. Click, 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 flashing. Psh, psh. Yep. Beautiful, candid moments, right? Now, the thing is with kids, they don't know how to smile. What do you mean? You tell a two-year-old to smile. Wait, is that just Matt O'Kine's kids or is that? <laughs> no, any kid up until about the age of six or seven, you tell them to smile and they'll just do this. Clench their teeth. They just, right. they just clench their as if they're growling. Ah, sure. Right? So then she does that and they're taking some photos. Then we all sit down and, of course, when we sit down next to Sophia, she doesn't want to smile anymore. She's just deadpanning the camera, mm. right? Completely miserable looking. <laughs> We finish up, we go outside and they, they show us the photos, right? Yep. Now, if you're wondering whether Christmas photos have changed in the last 20 years, no. This is establishments that somehow think that one photo should cost $30. <laughs> Even though I could literally buy a printer from my house. Yep. But anyways, and then do it. But So we go, we do it. And we look at all the photos, terrible. Oh, They're not good. Did someone blink? And Sophia's doing her bad fake smile. <laughs> the family ones are just, she's just dead staring the camera. And we, we said, what about the ones beforehand? 
Oh, when she was talking to Santa and there was yeah, a bit of Yeah, she was talking the candid animation, photos of her yeah. having a heart-and-heart discussion we can look back on in years and say, you really connected with this man. You know, there was, there was a moment between you two. Yeah. And uh, they said, oh, they were just tests. We, weren't, we didn't actually sort of commit those to the system. <sighs> what do you do in that situation, Alex Dyson? Because you've got two <laughs> options. <laughs> well. You take, well, you, there's three options. You take the junk. Yeah. Right? $30 for your kid looking like a little grizzly bear in the, on, the, on a couch. Yeah. Or you just don't buy any at all and just walk away and say, well, that's well, it. Well, no thanks. We'll, just, we'll yep. just take the memories with us and, and wander home. Or do you make a scene and go for the reshoot? Cut back to the front of the line and say, reset everyone, we're, <laughs> we're going again. I went full dance, Mum. No, <laughs> Matt. Belle and I were looking at each other. We were What's like, the line looking like behind you? No, look, there was only a couple of families waiting in line. We were like, let us just sneak in the back door. Because you go in one the front door and then you leave out the back door, you know. And so I was like, let us just go in the back door we we'll just put Sophia down quickly. Let us do it again. They're like, we can't do that. And we're like, but we just we thought that we were getting different photos. We would have just said, commit those. And they're like, no, I'm sorry, we can't do that. And so then oh, it wasn't an argument. It was genuinely like a nice conversation. Yeah. And they're like, look, we're really sorry. We, we thought you would have known that these were not the ones that were being taken and stuff. And so eventually we had to go round to the front door again. Cut in front of some families that were just about to go in. Cut in front of them? Well, they were kind of dilly-dallying their way through the queue anyway. We, we got placed just behind the next family. Right. And then Sophia's like, we're like, do you want to talk to Sandra again? And she's like, no. <laughs> she's, like, she's straight up going, no, I don't. I, she's no, like, I, that's I really go. awkward. Once you go, <laughs> yeah. all right, I'm off. See you, Santa. Oh, sorry. sorry we just... Then- so then I'm telling, I start telling I told Sophia, no, 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 no. Santa didn't know whether you said purple scooter or pink scooter. And so he just oh, wants to you, clarify. You absolute <laughs> so, soothsayer. <laughs> so then we sit, we finally get back in and they're like, oh, you're back again. And it's like, sorry, sorry. I put her down and I'm like, remember, Sophia, you just, you just, you just need to tell Santa exactly what you want. And Sophia goes... I, I want a purple scooter, not a pink scooter. And Santa goes, yeah, I know. You said a purple scooter. <laughs> I remember that. I'm like, Santa, shut up, mate. Santa <laughs> so- throwing you under the sleigh there, mate. <laughs> Getting trampled by then- all the hooves. <laughs> The person who's taking the photo doesn't know why we're back. So she's like, okay, Sophia, smile. And I'm like, no, don't smile. (laughs) Take them now while they're talking. I'm like, shoot, do it. Let's go. I was absolute tyrant. Mm. Well. So anyways, tis the season. What a joyous (laughs) time of year. Just all (laughs) stone-faced in the car home. Well, that was worth it. Yes, Matt, the two of us do not get on our knees and bow to many people. 
But uh, one person we did bow to on the red carpet of the Australian Podcast Awards is the best producer in the biz, producer Bron. Hello, Bron. Hello. Look, I said it many in the caption and I'll say it again. We are not worthy, all right? (laughs) Felt like Wayne and Garth in uh, Wayne's World. (laughs) Bowing before um, Queen Bron. If... um, Sarah from What's Hitting with Sarah is listening. Wayne's World was this film that came out with Mike Myers. And... Let's not worry about it. Okay, okay. Uh, right. Bron, what are, what are we uh, what are we looking at here? So this first one's from Lad Bible. Headline: Anti-vaxxer outraged by Cards Against Humanity card and calls for boycott. Oh, <laughs> uh, isn't every subset of anyone outraged by Cards Against Humanity yeah, cards? Isn't that the whole point? Isn't it supposed to be offensive? Yes. <laughs> I've never played. Like I don't understand. What do you do? It has a sentence that has a blank space in it and it says, like, the worst thing about getting your genitals stuck in a door is the blank and you have cards of all offensive things in your hands and you've got to play the card that makes everyone laugh the most and they all vote on which one's the best one. Ah, uh, okay. Mm. All right, so what, what's the card then? <laughs> so the card is not vaccinating my children because I am stupid. That's the card from Cards Against Humanity that she, this person who posted on Facebook, wants to boycott the entire thing, which, as you said, is just a game that's meant to be offensive. Where's the blank? Yeah, what's the game? No, sorry, that's the answer card. Sorry. Oh, okay. So the worst thing about having my genitals stuck at a door is not vaccinating my kids because I am stupid. Yes. (laughs) Right, okay. Um, They're certainly not going to be winning Cards Against Humanity anytime soon with that kind of attitude. All right, well, story number two, Bron, where are we looking this time around? So this is The Sun UK. Headline, posh Cambridge students claim their university experience is crumbling. Do you know why? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Is there a word? You said crumbling. Yes. So I'm wondering if that is a clue or anything because I'm going to guess that there's a famous apple crumble at the refectory or at the, you know, the whatever, canteen, and because it's been closed, the famous apple pie hasn't been made recently and so they haven't been able to eat it in between lectures. And it's on like a stack of three plates on a pole, like a high tea. Yeah. Oh, you've almost got it, yes. <laughs> the kitchen staff and pastry chefs have walked out. Oh, the university pastry chef. <laughs> oh, I'm very sorry, students. Your pastry chef is going to go and find another place of employment. They, they were saying wow. that they're no longer getting handmade artesian breakfast after <laughs> the kitchen staff all day. This is an actual line from the article. Oh, Hungry Toffs now slink off to other colleges for their morning grub as brekkie is axed altogether. Food quality is taken a battering with horrified students confronted with cakes bought from shops. <laughs> I pity all of those poor Cambridge <laughs> students struggling through this grind. Well, I hope the monocle polisher also uh, is sticking around <laughs> so that they don't have foggy mons when they're um, heading off to their lectures. Unbelievable artisanal breads. Get out All of right. Well, face. now that we've heard about the uh, the have-nots, let's hear about <laughs> let's hear about some of the people who have got it good in life. What else is happening in Cookfish? So this is from News.com headline: Time traveller reveals world's future. What? 
Now, you know that I met a time traveller. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. you, there was someone in a Brisbane bus stop. Yeah, yeah, outside QPAC there. Um, what did they do again? He just said I was going to be okay. You said this guy's a time traveller and then global warming and COVID happened. And you're like, oh, maybe he wasn't. Um, he could have hinted a little bit further about what was going to happen. But uh, but go on, what did this, out of all of the many obvious time travellers, uh, what did they do? So he's joined TikTok and he's saying, he's trying to warn everyone. Imagine that, all that events. power. Should have invested in TikTok earlier maybe <laughs> if you're a time challenge traveller. So go on, he's, yeah. he's jumped on TikTok to, to warn people of what events should we be scared of? Um, so according to the time traveller, we need to be aware of December 20th. And December twenty oh. fifth, so Christmas Day. Uh-oh. So on December twentieth, eight humans receive are going to receive apparently superpowers from the energy waves of the sun. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> what credibility does this person have? Like, now don't get me wrong, and I'm not trying to, um, in any way, shape, or form, shame anyone that struggles with a mental illness. <laughs> but there are a lot of people who think that mm. any day of the week there could be a few people with getting, you know, mystery powers from the sun. Why is this person, like, remotely believable? Um, no, they're not. That's the whole thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> why, why did articles I get can, written I've about I've walked past people on the street who have said similar things and they're not in the news. Why, why is this person in the news? They're getting millions and millions of likes and follows and views. But why? That's what I want to know. Like, what, what credibility do they have? Do they have a coin from 2036? <laughs> you know? There's, there's absolutely no proof. Okay. Much like your time traveler, Matt. So okay, so after the after the eight people get their super, do we know what t- sort of superpowers? Are we talking like Spider-Man jizz wrists or? <laughs> like, oh my god! What? <laughs> that's no, that's literally all it says about December twentieth. And on Christmas Day this year, it says something big will happen that shocks the world and changes the way humans oh, live there forever. We go. Well, don't get too general with it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, yeah. it, it'll be if Belinda actually likes my present for once. That'll be- <laughs> That'd be quite <laughs> shocking. I'll be amazed that I've nailed it for once. So you're shocking. They'll, they'll announce the next Tom Holland-led Spider-Man movie, Jizz Wrists <laughs> Far From Home. <laughs> All right. Well, I wait Christmas Day, to be honest. Yeah. I, I sit uh, with anticipation. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. To be honest, I just want the borders to open. So that, that'll be me. If, if the Queensland borders open, I'll be like, bravo, TikTok man. It is a miracle. <laughs> that must be the thing he was talking about. <laughs> All right, Bron, well, thank you very much for uh, giving us some click fish and thank you very much for being uh, the best producer in the game and making this show uh, what it is. Thank you, guys. All day breakfast. Well, Matt O'Kine, next week we're doing the Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast AGM, our annual general meeting Um and it's the first annual general meeting, which will be quite exciting. We're going to be dressing up. We're going to be looking very professional, but we're also not going to be having a clue how to do one of these things no. um, because I think it's the first time a podcast has ever had to do one. Yeah, and I don't, I don't even know. Like people talk about minutes, um, <laughs> and I think, I think that means something has to be written up, but I, I don't know what to do about that either. Matt only uh, deals in minutes when it includes noodles. Um, and so... <laughs> and so we need to talk to someone who's a little bit more experienced at the top 
of their game. And we have got a CEO on the line, Matt O'Kine, the Chief Executive Officer of Froome's World, the international one-woman business, specialises in script writing, producing, presenting, original content. It is Lucinda Price, a.k.a. Frooms. G'day, Frooms. G'day, regards, my boys. How are we? (laughs) Now, Lucinda, I mean, most people in the entertainment industry, uh, they're sole traders. They just call themselves their name and that's really it. (laughs) But you took it one step further and decided to rebrand yourself as the corporation and that you are the chief executive officer. Does that change your mindset when you look at who you are and what you're doing? 100% 100% it does. I got that ABN uh, from Zod because I was scared of being cancelled. That's kind of how it started. Like I was scared of everybody getting sick of me. So I thought if I have some kind of business and I'm the CEO, then if it all goes tits up, I can like get employees to take the reins, if that makes sense. Ah, still have the cash coming in, <laughs> hey? Real CEO vibes, that love of money. Oh, I love it. I have also watched Succession Frooms uh, just courting <laughs> the next tap on the shoulder to come in and take the reins. Um, when, did, when did it start? How did you How did you go about creating corporation? What kind of things do corporations do that uh, individuals don't have to do? Yes, well, I, I was actually inspired by my dad. My dad is a car dealer, like a used car salesman. Mm-hmm. Um, and he trades under a business called Right Track or um, right now it used to be called Aussie Spirit, but I think he had a bit of a rebrand because it had a bit of colonial undertones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does feel a little bit not 2021. At like a, a Clive Palmer-led party or something like that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> do you do the thing where, because I know a couple of uh, people in the entertainment business who I've heard do this as well, um, the fake assistant. Oh, no. What's You've got an oh. email address that's like info at froomsworld.com and then <laughs> you're just getting all the emails but you're like, uh, Lucinda is extremely busy right now oh. and will not be replying to this email. <laughs> Lucinda charges $50,000 per appearance. <laughs> I really should do that, hey. Have you got a dress code, you know, when you're CEO, people sort of suggest, oh, mm. you know, you got to dress in the suit, look sharp, the for- brown polished shoes. What are, your, what are your thoughts on that? For our AGM, it's high finance. What about you, Frooms? <laughs> Mine is wear the suit, always try and look your best, but it doesn't matter where you get it from and it doesn't matter if you don't know how to tie a tie. I remember in school I had to wear a tie to school and I would always have a chode tie because I didn't know how to do it properly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, we we do not recommend, if you are coming to our AGM next week in Melbourne, that you wear a chode tie, but feel free. We'll not discriminate on that. That's pretty pretty high finance. Um, how do you become one of those companies you get said it was a billion-dollar turnover and you paid zero tax? How do we become one of those companies? I know. What do you have to do? Yeah. Do you know anyone in Thank the you. Caymans? Caymans. In Panama? Is that what it is? Is it Cayman Islands or is it the Hayman Islands? I never remember. <laughs> I don't think it's Haymans. <laughs> the Hayman Islands are just off North like North Queensland, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. It's Hamilton Island. <laughs> I end up setting up an offshore at the Brit Sundays <laughs> and it's actually just Australian tax. I have to pay two two taxes now. Frooms, do you know what a quorum is? I know what decorum is. No. Uh <laughs> Sorry. I've got none. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is falling apart. I'm, I'm pretty sure because I was on the board as being the president of the student club of the college that I went to and a quorum, I found out, is you need enough people in the room to vote on a motion. Oh, like mm. parliament. 
Kind of, yeah. Need a quorum. If you don't only got two people have rocked up, it means that they just those two can't make decisions. You need a, you need enough people. Frooms, have you ever asked your shareholders for uh, you know any kind of advice, or have you put a poll to them to ask what you should do? Yes, I asked them how I could make money, and they gave me crypto tips, and then I made a lot of money off that. I use them all the time. Did you really? Yes, yes. I put five hundred dollars down. And I made fourteen thousand dollars. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this is Guys, not financial like- advice. <laughs> but if you were going to pick either Frooms or Okine to uh, take <laughs> not financial advice from, I'd pick Frooms as not financial advice. Bitcoin has dropped dramatically. I just sunk. I was pissed last night, and I sunk a bit of cash into it, and I have no regrets. Anyway, oh, did you buy it? You're buying the dip, did you? I'm always buying the dip. I'm buying and holding, guys. That's number one part of the company. And this is actually a broader company um, ethos is no quick gains. Nothing happens overnight. My success came after many years toiling away at other companies, giving my hard-earned labour, knowing that one day I'll become a millionaire and a sole trader. Business, oh, I that's guess. you're the best. Well done, Frubes. You've filled yeah. up with so much confidence now that it is possible to become quick overnight with crypto. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and then you never have to work a day in your life ever again. I hear you loud and clear, Frubes. And if you want that awful advice, come along next week to our AGM Wednesday the 15th Comedy Republic. It should be great, Frubes. Thank you very much for joining us and we will hopefully see you next time. Can you invite me next week? I'm going to be in Melbourne. Oh, yeah. Do you want oh, to come? absolutely. You can come. Please. It's a must. Please drop in. It's on Wednesday night at Comedy Republic. We will see you there. Amazing. I will see you guys there. Can't wait. Kind regards, Freddie. Now that's how a CEO signs off. <laughs> Fit check. <laughs> Yes, that brings us to the end of another Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. And look, talking about AGMs, Alex Dyson, thank you very much to our guest CEO today, listening to Price AKA Frooms, but also letting you know that you've got a chance to join us for our annual general meeting. That's right. It's going to be our last show of the year. So make sure you're along in your best high finance, whether it's at Comedy Republic, which is a few live tickets available if you want to um, jump on comedyrepublic.com.au and grab that or join us from everywhere. A little um, 5.30 Australian Eastern Daylight Time stream where you'll be able to see. I think that'll help you out. You know, you can wait for the podcast to, to come out, but if you want to get it early and you want to see the graphs and the data that we will be pouring yeah. over during it. It's probably best. There's not enough PowerPoints at your job yeah. where we can bring a couple of PPs. Oh, no, a- wait. I've heard that that's not cool anymore. We'll have to ask Sarah because apparently PowerPoint's not cool anymore. You've got to say if a couple of canvas. Now, oh, right. Okay. I think. I think. <laughs> it's all moving too fast, but it will be happening next week. So make sure you uh, jump on it before you miss out. Hey, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We'll be back with you for another award-nominated podcast tomorrow. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Listener.